Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin and today is the first of a two-part series, if you will, that we're doing on auditors and their role in the seafood industry. Maddie and myself are sitting down today with Valerie Roy, who is the Supervisor of Certification Body Operations, and Ashley Hart, who is a Certification Body Specialist here at the Global Seafood Alliance, and they provide a whole lot of insight into the importance of auditors, how the auditing process works with certification bodies, and what all of that means. And we just kind of take a dive into auditors and certification bodies and their roles within the industry. Like I said, this is part one of a two-part series. Next week, we're going to be talking to an auditor himself about kind of a day in the life and what it takes to become an auditor. But for right now, I want you to please enjoy this episode with Ashley and Val. Before we get into it, I want to remind you, like I always do, to please subscribe to Aquademia wherever you listen. That way, every time a new episode comes out, it'll be automatically downloaded directly to your device. If you want to get in contact with us, you can use the contact form at globalseafood.org slash podcast or find us on Twitter at AquademiaPod. Lastly, we would really appreciate it if you would take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen, because it really does help us out. Thank you so much. Enjoy this conversation that we had about auditors, and I'll talk to you at the end. Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. We're sitting down today with Valerie Roy and Ashley Hart, who work in operations. Val is the supervisor of certification body operations, and Ashley is the certification body specialist. We are here to talk about something that a lot of people don't think about in the industry, and that is auditing. It's not everyone's favorite <laughs> topic, right? Uh, I'm sure that some of our, our producers and um, processors, they may shudder at that word sometimes, but um, auditing is such a unique and important part of this industry. And Val and Ashley are there. You live in that world, right? So I want to talk about what an auditor does, why facilities need to get audited and kind of what the process is and why we do it. But before we get into all that, let's meet you guys. I know you guys very well. Maddie knows you guys well, but we love Val and Ashley. Our listeners well, may not really necessarily have know them. On them. The show. Oh, love you guys too. So uh, who wants to go first and give a, a little story of who you are and, <laughs> and what you're doing? <laughs> Val? Yeah. So thanks for having us on today. Um, my name's Valerie, and I've been with GSA for almost eight years. Um, wow. Yeah, this has been a long time yeah. coming. Val started the exact same time as me. We used to yeah. share a desk. Yep, we at, did. At buffet so, table. We'd share yeah, a buffet shoulder table. to shoulder at the <laughs> table. Yeah, that was seems so long ago now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so I've been with the company. I've seen it grow. Um, I've learned a lot about the behind-the-scenes process that goes on here, and I'm very excited to share it all with you guys today. Right on. Ashley? Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. Um, I've been with the company for just over four years now. So, and it's amazing how much like growth we've gone through in the company, in our specific department over the last four years. We've definitely been there through some growing pains, but. In 2020, which was a crazy time for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Working through the pandemic was. I don't really know how to explain it. There's several <laughs> feelings around that, but we we made it. We did it. We did a great job. We rallied as a company. and yeah, just... What you guys do was really impacted by that. Correct. 
That's correct. <laughs> so, more, more than some other people. I mean, we and outreach and marketing, we kind of could just go home and continue doing our work. No problem. And uh, nothing really changed from that aspect. But um, you were faced with some serious challenges. I mean, I, I think I can speak for the world when I say that no one really expected this, but it's like everyone had to tailor their business to like working from home. So like we'd never thought of it. Our company's so new and we'd never thought about like working. Well, I don't think we've thought about working remotely as a company. It was certainly something that was not done often, mm -hmm. especially in our department. Um, we were definitely in office as much as possible up until the pandemic. And we also had a brand new manager at that time. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, you know, she was a week on the job when <laughs> when everything shut down. That's right. So we were learning a new person. We were trying to figure out how to get the audits to happen with shutdowns and we just had to continually shift right and you what i mean you guys working from home is not necessarily a, the most difficult part but what you guys do is involves feet on the ground physically <laughs> physically interpersonal exactly. communication so talk about what you guys do at gsa um so i'll go first um so as manager or supervisor of certification body operations. Um, I work very closely with Ashley and we work very closely with the rest of the operations department, which is the certification specialists. And we're liaisons between the specialists who handle the customers and the certification bodies who manage the auditors. So the auditors are obviously the people that go into the companies and they're looking at the processes for their farm or their hatchery or plant. Um, and so we work very, very closely on a daily basis, minute by minute, with our certification bodies and the auditing teams. And could you give a brief synopsis of what a certification body is for listeners who might not know what that is? I, it took me so long <laughs> to figure that out. So I just need to get, I want to interrupt here because this is, this is a funny story. Uh, a little embarrassing for me. But when, when I started, it was all of us all doing everything, right? Everyone was responsible for bringing in facilities and going through the admin process and then connecting them with the CB and taking them all through the process. And I had, I could not wrap my mind around the certification bodies, what they were, how they worked and like what they did. And I just, I tried, but did not understand it at all. And I, I am the one that proposed that we hire someone to be like the certification body <laughs> coordinator, I think was the term. And that, we, that was my first position. Yeah. I mean, that was and my then first we title. Brought, um, Brittany. Brittany on and at, in that role. And I literally, because I was in a meeting and I was trying to understand it. And that was my way of like pretending that I knew what happened, but <laughs> finding a way to not have to do it because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and uh, so it, it is very, very complicated. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Don't so. feel bad, Sean. It, it, that was my position and it took me a solid year to figure out yeah, what it's a, a certification process. body, yeah, it's like how very, it works together. But. Very complex. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. I didn't mean to, I mean, I did mean to interrupt, <laughs> but. Um, so the certification bodies are a company that manage the auditors. So they hire the auditors. They can be full-time employees or they can be contractors. And they're worldwide, depending on the CB. Some CBs specialize in certain regions, but most of them cover the majority of, of the globe. And they take in our audits. They take our applications and they assign the auditors to go out and do the audits. And that gives us a bit of distance 
And that helps our integrity of the program to have a little bit of distance to not be in, involved in every step of the auditing process. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Val said, we, so we are a third party certification scheme. So um, our CBs, they are benchmarked to our standards. So like our, you know, our SBS standard, farm standard, all eight standards. Um, eight, is that correct? <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, they're certified to our standards. So. Um, their auditors have to take like our courses and um, our standards are benchmarked by ISO standards, ISO 17625 to be exact. <laughs> In case anyone wants some bedtime reading, that'll put them to sleep real quick. So, Maybe that'll and be that it. is standard across like m- most, if not all, certification schemes that they all like third party certifications have to go through certification bodies. Is that standard? I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because that's that's what provides the like you said, Val, the integrity behind the certification scheme is we are not the ones that are going to facilities and looking at them. It's it's a very robust, complicated process. Introducing that third party eliminates any kind of bias and kind of protects everybody. Right. But to add a level of complication to the whole thing, we do audit our certification bodies so we do external audits like we every year we do a remote desktop audit and then every three years we do an on-site audit at the certification body um at their main office or headquarters wherever it is in the world and what's the end goal of those audits of us auditing them so um it's kind of like the auditors that go out and do the audits of the farms and the hatcheries and all that, it's kind of a wellness check. It's just to make sure we're mm-hmm. checking all of our boxes, um, doing our due diligence, make sure all the we're like following all the standards. Um, so the yearly audit, the desktop, that's a shorter audit. It's like a two hour audit. And it's just to make sure everything um, is kind of just in line. Everything's it's a wellness check, like I said. And then the on-site audit at the um, headquarters is to really delve into things and make sure, you know, we can look for things um, that, you know, look for dates, look for, you know, make sure everything, all the paperwork is all done and everything's aligned with our standards. So It is complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, like I said, it took me a full year to understand what the heck I was doing yeah, in my role. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So if someone wants to get certified, BAP or otherwise, it's probably a similar process across different certification standards. A lot of the certification bodies do multiple. Like they'll do BAP, but they'll also do other seafood standards as well. I believe they all do other schemes as well. And they're not just seafood. Once you start recognizing the CB logos, you start seeing them on like everything, all all different products, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to get certified, they Mm -hmm. will fill out an application, tell us like about them and what they do, what kind of facility they are, et cetera. Goes really in depth. I'm making it sound simple, but it's probably not that simple. And so then after they fill out an application, when do when do you two get involved with a facility slash the certification body? Like, where do you come into the process? So um, for the new ones, like you asked, um, they would fill out an application. It would go through the specialists based on where they're based. So all of our specialists have their own regions um, and they take in the applications for the new companies and they just kind of filter through their application. And then we assign them to CB based on 
um, their location, um, there's the standard they're getting audited to. And they're, I mean, we ask the preference if they have one, that because that's something we take into consideration. And I think our program is unique from other program, programs in that we do have a CV department. So we do have Val and I in between, you know, the facility and the CB. So there is that kind of unique, you know, I don't know how other schemes do it, but I can speak to the uniqueness of our program in that way. But from there, after it's a new facility and it goes through the cycle once, then it becomes a, recert, a recertification. We go through the same process all over again where they, if they choose, if they have a preference in CB, we certainly do our best to get them to their preference based on, um, you know, if we, they have auditors in that region that speak the local language. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try yeah, to keep sure the, the cost down for traveling for auditors too because, you know, it keeps the cost down for the CBs. Mm-hmm. So we try to find local auditors. So And the, the reason that companies often have a preference is because, as you said before, they do work with other schemes. So these new customers of ours may already be working with a certain CB on other certifications mm. and they enjoy working with that CB. So when they come to us, they want to continue working with that that certification body. So we do try to accommodate that as much as we can. It doesn't always work out. We don't always have the same auditors in the same locations. Mm. So there there are some complications with that. But we we try to do as much for the customer as we can to keep them happy in that area. Right. And it's almost when I when you think about it, it's almost like there's it's not just a third party. There's like another sep- degree of separation there, right? Because the auditors are they just contractors for the CBs, or do they, are they actually employed by the CBs? Some of them are contract. Like most of them are work specifically with one CB, but then there are independent contractors that can work for several CBs across the board. Right. So in that case, we're 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 going to another company saying, "Hey, can you send an auditor to this facility?" And that company is going to someone else who is maybe their own company <laughs> saying, can you go to this facility, right? So it's like there's a lot of separation there. So that's interesting. I want to talk about auditors specifically because that is, the, that is possibly the, the most important aspect of this entire process, right? They are the ones that will make or break a situation, right? In the whole grand scheme of sea- seafood, they play a very important role. Can you I- explain an auditor's role? in the seafood industry? That's a big question. It is a big question. I, it's, and... it's big. <laughs> I know. I know. I recognize <laughs> How that. How long do you have? Because, yeah. yeah. Well, but I can give a very general overview because I'm not an auditor. I ha- I've been through the auditing course that we hold mm-hmm. and it's, it's even more complex than our roles here. You know, it's it's a very in-depth program. So it's intense. It's, it's an the, intense few days. It is. <laughs> and it's the auditor's job to go into a, a facility, like a processing plant, and to check them against our standard. And there's a couple hundred clauses, I believe, that they are checking against. For this one specifically, BAP specifically. Right. right? It, it's going to be different for every certification right. that they're auditing. And, and we are trying to simplify things and, and lessen the amount of clauses that, that we have. Um, you know, we're constantly making improvements to make it easier on the auditors so they don't have to spend too many days um, at, at a facility. It, because it can be a multi-day process depending on the facility. And it's it's the auditor's job to make sure the customer is doing the right thing against our standard. And it's it's a lengthy process and it's an important one because the customers are trying to show the community, show the their customers, the buyers, that they are doing seafood the right way. Mm. And 
the auditors are double checking that. So then they get they can get our stamp of approval. So they're the ones basically that are holding the whole thing together. They're the ones that can say, essentially, not directly, that to retailers and to food service, like this facility is doing things the right way. Right. According to BAP. Yeah. Based on what I have witnessed. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So without them, without their involvement, there really isn't a standard way for a producer to say, like, I promise I'm doing things correctly. I'm doing things responsibly. Right. I think that was probably the toughest part of, um, you know, working through COVID is that because they couldn't do onsite and we were doing remote audits, it was hard to because you can really see things in real time. So it was tough to like audit when you couldn't be on, at the facility. Like, mm. yeah, there had to be some, some rapid innovation. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone uh, had to tailor their whole system. In figuring too. out how to make that happen. Yeah. So what did it look like in 2020 when we had to pivot and change everything to remote auditing? Like, how was that transition and how did it come about, basically? Well, I guess we have to give kudos to our PI team who, like, rallied quick around the whole situation and came up with some pretty, like, strict standards around remote auditing because that was, I mean, we didn't have any other options. You can go, but they still had to be done. I mean, the audits still had to take place. So PI had to rally and figure out what to do quickly. I mean, they had, like, I think a three-month turnaround time on... um from when COVID hit and we had to leave the offices to when we were doing remote audits. I think it was, it was about six weeks when we, when we started finally with the process okay. and it evolved yeah. um, over the next couple months. We had, you know, there were glitches that, you know, we had to work through and, and change up the process a bit. So it was probably about three months before it was smoothly running. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, just keeping program integrity in like at the forefront of what we're doing that was the most challenging part because um you know when you're there on site and you can see everything in front of you you can make a judgment call but when you're like you know i i don't even honestly know like the ins and outs of the remote audit to be honest with you but i know that it was pretty strict and i mean there wasn't a whole lot of room for you know i mean they just tailored it so well so that um you know, there was no sneaky business happening behind the scenes because because well, you're relying on technology, you're relying on an employee exactly. at the company to show you on a video screen certain things. But Which means they can also not show you exactly, things. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. So Which there is a hard challenge to it, face. Absolutely, and you know, I think that's part of the reason why we're not going to continue remote auditing on a as a large portion of our business it is still possible in in certain circumstances but it is very important to us that we are doing things right that our customers are doing things right that the auditing team is doing things right so yeah the challenge of doing remote audits was huge for us so do you think since then now that things are kind of back in person for them for the most part (laughs) um that ultimately it was almost in a way, in a weird way, a benefit to this? Because are there now aspects of the audit that can easily be done remotely that like you don't need to be on site? You've you learned that like, oh, this is not needed to be in person. And then this stuff really should be in person. Like is, has the audit changed now that people are able to go back to the facilities? Is that a PAI question? 
It is and it isn't. I mean, I think there's certainly things that have changed about our auditing process. I like to use the example of like when you go get your car inspection, if you go to the same person every single time and they know the car, they become maybe slightly complacent with like, oh yeah, this is, this always passes. Like just check all the boxes and move on. But we, you know, Val and I, our job is to keep like the CBs, the auditors on their toes so that it isn't just a matter of checking boxes. And I think remote audits definitely kind of mix things up a little bit where maybe hopefully auditors are, you know, refocusing. It was like a reset. Yeah, kind of. I I hope so. I mean, it seems like it definitely shook things up a little bit. Hopefully it's drawing new attention in different places. So it's helping our program. Yeah, I would agree with that. So at this point in time, from your perspective, and you guys do work with this you don't necessarily work directly with the auditors you work with the cbs who work with the auditors so from your perspective which is a little bit of an outside perspective what is kind of the current status of the auditor world what is it what is going on with auditors now what are some of the big big things in that world (laughs) i don't like honestly i my biggest takeaway with the auditors is that is probably one of the hardest jobs on the planet I mean, these auditors are going from one location, doing a two-day audit, somehow finding time to like write up the audit report, and then immediately just they're go- moving on to the next audit. So it's like they're constantly on the road. I mean, I go away for two days, and it takes me two weeks to like get back <laughs> on my feet and recover and get laundry caught up and right, all that. Right, but what a cool job, though, right? Like, Oh, it must be amazing. You get to I go mean, all over the world to all these different places. I think it'd be incredible. It's definitely, I always think it's like a... Young person's job, but yeah, I, we have we. Our I don't auditor, know. You go to these auditor training courses. A lot of the guys that are that are doing it have been in the industry for a long time. There's a, some. I know there's some really strict, specific qualifications to become an auditor. Oh, for sure. Um, and you a lot have of that is seasoned like, and like, yeah, a lot of it is like years of experience in some specific aspect of the industry, right? Right, farms Just, or plants or that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. They're. I don't remember exactly the qualifications, but yeah, they they do need experience at the type of facilities that they're going to be auditing yeah the longest cv you'll ever see is that of an auditor (laughs) like we keep all of their information on file and some of their cvs are like four or five pages long (laughs) like their experience is crazy but you know i mean i this is funny but there was an auditor course here i think a couple years ago in the summertime and i sat in on it for like i don't know a couple hours and it was just so grueling like there's so much detail yeah. that goes into oh, yeah. it i've taught those courses oh my god and at the end of the day <laughs> i was just like i left work and i'm like i'm going to go get a beer and i went and sat and this is a little plug for liar's bench but i went and sat at liar's <laughs> bench and had a beer and one of the auditors i don't i probably shouldn't say his name was sitting at the bar next to me oh my gosh <laughs> like yeah you were Same in that beer buddy process. yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah that was a lot so it is it's a, it's it's a lot of information but you know a lot of these people they the information is not new to them. They understand it. They can take it in and like they they get it. They it's do, but there's whole... it's constantly evolving too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the standards change. I think there's mm-hmm. added right, but they do have the advantage of having a context that somebody like me doesn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't work in the right. seafood industry prior to coming here, right. so I didn't have the context of you know knowing what it's like to work at a processing plant or a fish farm or, you know, any of those other places. So that's so true. They have the the context and that's why they need to have these requirements in order to become an auditor, because that makes the auditing process, I would imagine, 
a lot simpler because right. you know what's going on. You know what you're looking at. Yes. You know? Unlike me, when I went to visit a processing plant in 2018 after having been in the seafood industry for five months in Ecuador. And I was just like mind blown at how much goes on at a processing plant. Like it is it was very overwhelming as someone who had never even set foot on any well, Maddie, sort of facility I'll tell you, before. if you sit through that auditor course, there is so much that you did not I'm sure. think to look at that these auditors have to check. I'm sure. It's crazy. But you know, that, like I, I've spoken to a lot of the auditors because like I said, I, I used to teach these cor- part of these courses and I would go be kind of support for them for a couple of years. And I, I've met a lot of the auditors and they love what they do. From what I've noticed, they yeah, they, they are really into it, and they all have really fun stories. <laughs> Absolutely, they, and they love telling those yeah, stories oh yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to get them together, and they're like, "Oh, have you been to this facility? Oh, yeah, I did a, a BRC for audit for them or whatever last year." And it, and they just they all it's like a small community of, of it is. people. It's Even really though it's global, it's such a small pool of like everyone in the aquaculture world seems yeah. to kind of know each other, which is crazy. Yeah. So we're going to do a, a, a auditor part two episode, hopefully next week it'll come out as well, um, where we're going to sit down with an auditor to learn about kind of what goes into becoming an auditor and what, what you actually do, like a day in the life, right? <laughs> you know, from, from that person. I said they all have uh, interesting stories and we're going to hear some of those stories from our guest who will be named later. Um, but what else, what are we, what are we missing? What, you know, what a... One question that I have for you too, and this is like a personal opinion, is what do you see as the biggest challenge in your specific roles, but also what, like in the future, like what's the biggest challenge that you see, but also on the other side of the coin, what's the biggest opportunity in your roles? Maddie asked the hard hitting question. Oh questions. my God, Maddie. I wish you would have asked me that last night so I could think about it. <laughs> it <laughs> is, a, that, is a, that is a great question. It is tough. Um, you know, I, I think for the industry as I see it right now, one of the biggest challenges is still the travel right mm. now. Being an auditor and working with the CBs, it's such a great opportunity for travel, but travel is very complicated right now. You know, mm. it started with COVID. And it's continued, even though it's gotten better, you know, things aren't shut down like they were, but there's still complications around that. So while you have these amazing opportunities to go all over the world, it's it can be very challenging to get to those places. So those that's especially a, a lot of these places are in really remote areas. Right. Yeah. Some some places there's only flights once a week to mm-hmm. these locations. And then you got to take a water taxi and right. a, a robot right. to get so out that, to it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. those those challenges are still there. Um, you know, so I think being an auditor and working in this industry, if you're a person that loves solving problems and looking at challenges and overcoming challenges, it's a great place to be. And I think that's probably what draws most of us in is we like puzzles. We like Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. work through these challenges and find ways to, to make things better because that's what we're doing. We're making the, the facilities better. We're trying to make the auditing process better. We're trying to make the certification communication better. You know, it's always about how do we do this better? And the industry as a whole, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly flexing those, um, the muscles that, you know, are focusing on fine details and attention, attention to detail. So you're making yourself better, too. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely the biggest challenge. I mean, keeping facilities on their toes, keeping our auditors on their toes, because a lot of facilities, you know, maybe don't necessarily 
want to get audited, don't want it. But they have buyers that will only accept like VAP seal or whatever, you know, whatever the reasons is. But a lot of it is for them just passing, you know, like when you have to do something, (laughs) you have to get your car inspected. You don't want to, but like, you know, I mean, certainly they do everything they can to pass, but we, our job is to get them more engaged in what we're doing and why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is important. I mean, if I put, you know, a plate of food in front of you and you said, where did this come from? And I said, don't worry about it. How likely are you to like, <laughs> you know, but it's the same thing. Depends with, on what it is. Well, it depends. <laughs> I mean, it's a great analogy though. I know. I, I but like, that analogy. <laughs> you don't know. I didn't just go pull it out of the trash can in the kitchen. Like, but the point is, is that you want to, it's about traceability. And that's mm. why we're doing this so that we know where our food is. Assurances. From. Exactly. So we always say we sell assurances. Exactly. Right. But I think it's funny that like, there are people that are not engaged, but that, you know, with what they're doing, they're just doing it because they have to. Like, yeah. you do th- things in life because you have to. But, like, you know, if you really dig into it a little while you're doing it, maybe it is a little more engaging if you're educated or, mm-hmm. you know, I guess our, that's the most challenging part of our job is well, to keep people And, and aquaculture is a, a forward-thinking industry right? in exactly. a lot of cases, right? I agree. And I, and I have to say, having been a certification specialist before I, I moved on to the, the CB side of things, those people are few and far between. Yeah, you know? I, agree. And that's, I agree with you. That's what makes it worth it, is mm-hmm. when you know that these people want this and they're excited about it and they're looking to you for guidance and help and you give it to them and they achieve what they're trying to achieve and they feel good. A lot of them, get, I remember this too when I was a specialist with you, they're very proud. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once they get through that, they are very excited to get through that process. Not yes. because it's over, because they're proud. It's a, Absolutely. It's a sense of pride. It's an achievement. They want, they want a printed out certificate. Remember, yes. we used to mail out hard yeah, copies of they, their certificate. They want to hang it they on they their walls and show it to mm-hmm. the people yep. that come into their offices. They they're excited about it and that's infectious and Mm -hmm. that keeps me going is knowing you know that that we're helping people yeah that is a good point that is a good point we just did a really good job with our um audit we just got audited by gfsi and some of our benchmarker yeah our benchmarker and um mycosis who's our you know um he he was saying that um, we should celebrate this. This is an achievement. It is. I mean, mm. it's something that we worked hard for and we passed and we did very well. And it's all yeah, about how it's you the look same at kind it. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, when it's part of your day to day job, you kind of forget that yes. this, this is an achievement that we passed this, that we didn't have any nonconformities, that we're doing everything yeah. we can to do things yeah. well and do it right. Yeah. And it's all about how it's approached from the facility side of it too, right? Like I remember when I was raising zebrafish, we had to have an ex- inspection every six months or something. And it was just this this thing that looms over you like you know it's coming. And like, yeah, we were doing everything right. But like we were always like nervous that, you know, you feel like it feels like a villain coming in to like, you know, find issues um, when really they're just checking to make sure everything's good. They're not looking to nab you. It's not a trick question on a quiz, mm. you know? And I think that's how it's perceived a lot of times. I think in movies and media and stuff, you know, that person, the auditor, is the is portrayed as the villain in mm-hmm. a lot of cases, right? Um, and that's why we make our standards like so publicly available. Anybody yeah. can go look at them and see everything. It's not meant to be. It's cut sort and dry, black and white. This is yeah. the, there's a sentence that says this should be happening, and they can go to the farm or the processing plant and see that's where that's happening. 
yes, check it off. And it's that's really all it is. Right. Yeah, we have a um, an unannounced audit policy where every three years the plants are to be an unannounced audit. So the auditors show up with, like, they give blackout dates, but they show up kind of unannounced. Mm-hmm. With no, yeah, no warning. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. So, Which like, again sounds villainous. From it does. The, you know? If you're yeah. following all the standards and you're doing everything on the up and up, you should have no problem. That's the thing. If right. you're looking at them, at, if you're looking at an auditor and an audit process as being targeted or or something to be afraid of, that they're gonna look for things that are wrong, then you're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> just, <laughs> right. just get to the point where you're you're doing everything the way they should, and then you won't have to worry about it, right? So it's interesting. It's just it's a there's, in the a, nature there's of a philosophy auditing. behind that that is really fascinating to me. Right. In the nature of the auditing, I mean, they once they audit, they still they have um, nonconformities that they can still close out. So they can yeah. rectify the situation within the time frame yeah. allotted to the facility to fix whatever the, you know, the nonconformities are or the findings. So they mm-hmm. do have an opportunity to. Yeah, they to work. Fix them. You, so you work good. with these certifications. Exactly. Bodies. So it's not like they're coming in and just throwing down the axe. And, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, we all have the same goal. We meaning us at GSA, certification bodies, auditors, even producers, like we all have the same goal. And that is to uplift the seafood industry and make it the best quality and most responsible protein source for consumers and do it in an efficient way. And that means cost efficient and resource efficient and all of the possible efficiencies like we all we're all on the same team mm-hmm. at the exactly. end of the day. Yes. I, um, I'd like to give kudos to Val, too. Val coming from a specialist position, and she's now my supervisor. I think working with Val, I think we've done a pretty good job of, like, taking advice from the CBs because they're mm. in, you know, the auditing world all the time. And it's not just like, you know, we just throw out the rules and they abide by them it's like we get a lot of information from the C- more information we learn more from the cbs i think than mm. anywhere and anywhere else about our own program so it, it it's really a unique way of doing business because they're very open the cbs are very open they the are. auditors are very they open are. there's a lot of open free-flowing dialogue between all of these companies which you don't see in a lot of different aspects of business so it's really interesting and i, I i've sat down with the cb reps too and they're always they're they're always like Come sit with me. Let's figure this out. This is a challenge. We're really struggling with it. Maybe you can help. Mm. Let's figure it out. Um, and everything is addressed in that that kind of manner, which is really Yeah, we've rare. definitely worked really hard to form really good relationships with our certification bodies so we can have good relationships with the auditors and know and trust that they are doing the best for our customers. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that that was always there for them. And so having the dialogues that we have now with our certification bodies is helping to make us better. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, awesome. and that speaks to the uniqueness of both of your roles, like in our company. Like, like you said, Ashley, like do any other companies have a role like yours? Like you guys are so knowledgeable and specific about your work that it's irreplaceable. It's just unknown. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've said, you know, this is, you know, where, who do you work for, GSA? What do you do? And then I say my title and they're like, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> and then I say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those, you know, dinner conversations where it's like, do you really want the specifics? Because I can give them to you. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. yeah. It, it was really hard when I was a 
specialist, I remember. Yeah, trying I, I to remember explain that. What I do. And this is even more right. specialized yeah. than that. Right. I, te- I tend to steer more towards, you know, the overall mission and yeah. education, advocacy and certification. And and everybody's interested in that, you know, which is another thing that, that I love. You know, when you start talking about that, they have questions. They want to know more. They want to know where, well, where can I find your stuff? Mm. Where can I, how can I find the label? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun to talk to people about that. And then, you know, next time I see them, they're like, hey, I saw your certified product in the grocery yeah. store the other or day. Or even better, <laughs> hey, I bought certified shrimp or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're purchasing it now because of the conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty neat. It's easy for me. I say, I talk about seafood into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. Same job. All right. Well, we're getting a little close to time, actually. Um, Maddie, do you, what else do you have? Do you have anything else that you want to? Like I said, this is like part one of our. Aquademia Auditor series. series. Mini series. <laughs> Mini series. Limited series. Um, so we're, we're going to continue talking about auditing and, and how important it is in the industry and how it works and, and what it takes to become an auditor because I would encourage anyone who's interested in becoming an auditor to really take a look at it because it, it would be a really cool and fulfilling job. But um, that is for next time. So what else do you guys want to get out there while you have this? Actually, I want to highlight because you both have kind of something in your personal lives that you're working on, right? Outside of this, in Val with your some of your writing and stuff. So I want to give you guys each a chance to plug what you do individually as well. Very cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so outside of um, my day job here, I am a writer and I have a fiction series published. It is under um, a different name. I'm published under Valerie Lofaso and the series is a young adult paranormal fiction series called The Tangled Web of Friends. And it can be found on all major online booksellers like Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And it's uh, right now there are four books out in the series. And they're fantastic. Thank you. The first one's fantastic. I haven't read the sequels yet. They are all fantastic. (laughs) They are all fantastic. If if the sequels are anything like the first, then you're in for a treat. Get them all. I just ordered my copies, so I'm really excited to read them. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And Ashley? I just dance in my kitchen. That's about all I got. Uh, I don't myself specifically do anything outside of um i don't have any books or anything but i would like to plug fast girl productions um we just went we just did a batch of t-shirts for gsa which are fantastic uh kudos to vicky who i think did the she designed the logo and the yeah shout out to vicky yay um but yeah so i work for fast girl productions uh we print t-shirts like i said like the name it's very fast good turnaround time <laughs> so if you need t-shirts uh go to fastgirl.co um and she's got some stock t-shirts on the website that are very cool so awesome we'll link to both of those uh if any of our listeners want to get in contact with you guys about any questions they have regarding auditors or or t-shirts or paranormal books um what is the best way for them to get in contact with you both Probably through the website. They can send in an email through the website and direct it towards us. All right. Perfect. Right on. Well, if that's if we don't have anything else, I guess we'll wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank on. You. We'll, Thanks, guys. We'll talk Appreciate to you soon. It. We'll see so you around much. the office. We'll see you around. So fun. (Laughter) 
Folks, that was our conversation with Ashley and Val from here at GSA, all about all things auditing, certification bodies. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you learned something. And if you want to get in contact with us or them, you can use the contact form at globalseafood.org slash podcast or find us on Twitter at AquademiaPod. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. It really helps us out and we appreciate everybody that's already done that. And if you like the work that we do here at the Global Seafood Alliance and you want to be more involved, you may want to consider becoming a member. All of the information about our membership program can be found at globalseafood.org slash membership. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time.